Hey y'all, I'm Taylor DeHaze, a seven-figure business consultant and strategist for online fitness coaches wanting to build life-changing companies. Real talk, I wasn't an overnight success and that would make for a pretty boring story. I was fired from my TV reporting career of a decade with just $825 to my name. In just two years, I built a seven-figure coaching business. Now I'm sharing my proven strategies with you. Oh, and we'll keep it real, discussing mindset, money, and hardship to help you build the life of your dreams. So grab a cup of coffee and get cozy. Welcome to the Taylor Hayes podcast. I'm so glad you're here. What's up? We are diving all the way into an open-ended conversation that I'm kind of going to have with you, even though I can't hear you responding to me. But, you know, this is one topic that I have with my clients, with maybe some of you in the DMs, uh, and with myself to be totally transparent. And it's this idea of patience, right? And when we are scaling a business, we want things to happen immediately. We want things to happen now. Um, We want things to happen just uh, so fast. And and I, I think it's natural because we see so many coaches online who have scaled seven-figure businesses, maybe to eight-figure businesses, whatever the number is, whatever that number in your head is that sounds crazy. And for some of you that may be six or whatever, again, but we're seeing this idea and this romanticization, right, of just how business and entrepreneurship is. And You know I keep it real on this podcast and on my stories always and my content about just what it really takes to build this business that you're desiring to do, right? And so today, I really want to dive into the fact that you are so impatient and your impatience is leading to your lack of scale. The longer that you spend desiring more than what you have without taking action or this weird area that I see coaches in where they are desiring massive change and instead of overthinking they're just shooting bullets in too many directions at once and they can't keep up right so I want to kind of dive into a few things today Uh, I'm going to go over a conversation I had recently with my mentor that honestly came at the perfect time to record this Uh, I'm going to also dive into a few times my revenue intentionally stalled right Um, so that I could grow And then lastly, I'm going to go over common problems that I see because you may be listening to this and think, Taylor, I'm not impatient. I just want to scale fast. And I hear you. And you're probably thinking, Taylor, didn't you scale your business fast? And the answer is, yes, I did, right? Uh, I, I, I did scale my business very quickly, right? Seven figures in two years is very quickly. Um, but that's not the point. The point is not a timeline, okay? Patience does not mean slow growth, okay? So that's one one thing I really want to emphasize. So the first thing, you know, I had a call with my mentor the other day and it really changed the game for me. Okay. He and I were diving into more of the macro plan. Normally we're focusing on so many projects simultaneously. And for this one, I said, Hey, it's been a minute. Let's go into a macro plan and really dive into, you know, what's going on. He said, okay, so let's make sure we're on track. Right. So we went over contracted revenue so far. We're significantly ahead of last year. Um, And so he basically said, okay, so it's going to be a $3 million year. And I said, what? I started cracking up laughing because I thought it was a joke. Okay, seriously, right? So, you know, my my 2022 year was uh, 1.2 million and we've already contracted uh, that amount and it's, you know, May. 
And uh, I said, what the hell, three? Like, what do you mean? You know, I thought it was kind of a joke. And then he said, well, no, like you've already secured the bag for what you had last year, right? And this is a great time to think about, uh, you know, trajectories, right? And I said, okay, all right, let's think about this. So at first I laughed and then I sat there for a second. There's three lessons that I want to bring into this conversation because of course, after I laughed at this massive number, right? I was like, there's no way I can hit that, you know? Uh, Because hello, We all have imposter syndrome, myself included, okay? Just because my scale might be different than where you're at, it still is like, whoa, can I do that? I don't know. Um, And so I sat there for a second and I was like, all right, Taylor, let's, let's be practical about this. You have significantly scaled your business. You are constantly taking action. What are what are the ways to do this? So of course my question was, okay, like I'm I'm down for the challenge, but how do we do this, right? Because of course, you may be able to think of a number or think of things, but the mentor is is really the person that comes in and helps with that how, right? Bridging the gap between thought and execution. That's a great way to think about that, right? So, you know, we started kind of going into various marketing strategies and, and, and I, I don't even want to say strategy, okay? It's more of like, where can we increase volume and utility to what we're already doing, right? Because... I've said this a million times, going from 1 million to 2 million or 1 to 3 is a lot easier than going from 0 to half a million or 0 to 1 million because it requires um, just a different level of, uh, I don't even know the right word, it, it, it just, it's different, right? Once you've gotten to a million dollars, you've solidified a lot of systems and it's really um, just turning up massive volume, whereas 0 to 1 you're dealing with all the growing pains of, you know, your first hire and leadership and your unique coaching method, right? And one to three is really hard, but in different ways where you've already got that volume um, for a lot of your systems down. But again, I'm uh, not to tangent. So, you know, the first lesson I want to give you is after going through this game plan, it was more of like, what works still works, right? What works will still work, okay? And I want you to think about your impatience or your rush to scale as I'm telling you these lessons because they all come back to the impatient thing, right? So what works will always work. So for example, we didn't have a conversation that said, all right, we're going to start three new social media platforms. It was, okay, you're doing this on Instagram. This is working well. How do we increase the volume here? How do we utilize this team member differently? How do we crank up the volume, right? Like, and again, I'm not, I can't really give you, you know, every single strategy, right? And you guys know I'm really open with you, but uh, there are things I can't really share. But my point is what we're doing is working very well. And so it was, okay, let's increase volume, right? Um, and the next thing is, the other lesson is focusing on granular and the big picture and you have to oscillate between the two right so some of you are focusing so heavily on where you want to go that you cannot do the day-to-day well right you're not operating on a day-to-day with excellence because you're so hyper focused on this distant goal in the future and in one part it's motivating but in another part it's paralyzing And you have to oscillate between that macro and micro picture to number one, keep you grounded, but your expectations are going to be so skewed. And then when you look up and wonder why your business isn't scaling and you get impatient and frustrated, it all makes 
so much more sense when you constantly refer to that macro plan, but also the micro plan simultaneously. Impatience, frustration, it all comes from lack of execution and lack of data points to refer to. And so when we took this time to really focus on you know, again, we've been focusing on the granular for so long, right? And when I say granular in my business, right? What I'm referring to is, you know, I'll use 2022 as an example, okay? We spent all of last year on the FCA side, really revamping the curriculum, making sure that we were continuously scaling that. We, um, you know, ended Six Figure Fitness Coach, which was a $2 million mastermind and opened up Path to 4%, which is the new version of that. And I say new because, well, it's completely different, Um, but it it scales you to a million dollars versus like that six figure mark, right? Um, So that was something else too. Uh, we were also working on, you know, building, uh, roles in our team. Um, you know, basically I knew the money was going to come. Okay. I wasn't hyper-focused on staring at my revenue tracker. Of course it was my first seven figure year. And so I kept, you know, checking it like, are we almost there? Are we almost there? But it, it wasn't in a scarcity type of way. I knew we were going to hit that. But that's why, you know, every quarter, at least, I like to refer back to the big plan because one thing that I am guilty of is I focus so heavily on the granular. And for my business, that might be a 90-day plan or a six-month plan. And then I'm like, wait a second. Okay, how does this still look in the two to five-year plan, right? And so, you know, that's really helpful to, to kind of keep in perspective, but oscillating, okay? Because if you only have these goals that you set and your, your my, if your micro plan is just, you know, getting the DMs and post content, that is not what I'm talking about at all, right? Like you have to have a game plan um, and deadlines for yourself and all of that, right? And then the third lesson that this taught me was, you know, that I want to share is you have to make moves fast. You have to move quickly, okay? Because, you know, you may feel like you want to accomplish, you know, the best year yet and that's amazing or get, you know, fill your roster, fill the launch, whatever the hell it is, okay? But there has never been a time, because here's what I did. After this meeting with my mentor, after I laughed for three seconds about ha 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 three million, that's so silly, right? I was like, wait, it's, no, it's not. It's not crazy at all. Like we could really do this based on our sales and our trajectories, right? And so I thought, okay, well, what do I need to do right now? And so my coach is very great at, you know, we don't use emotion. I mean, he's a great person, but we're not sitting there, you know, like, well, Taylor, let's make sure that this is okay. And let's think about, you know, the pros and cons. Like, no, there isn't any of that. It's okay. All right, coach, cool. What do I need to do today? What do I need to do next week? what needs to be done uh, in the next 30 days, right? And immediately we started to get to work on that. And so I got off the call and I immediately set up a few things, sent some emails, you know, tied some, tied some bows and all that, right? Uh, Dotted I's, crossed T's, whatever you want to say. And I started moving on the game plan because now I've got it in my head, right? And we talked about a few other things, uh, various business endeavors, ways to kind of, you know, um, bulletproof the business, so to speak. And uh, you know, there's a few things that I want to announce at my conference in October for my clients. And so, you know, I'm, I'm constantly evolving. And I say this because 
I don't give myself time to think, right? Everything that we do is, of course, thought out and we have data to prove why we're doing what we're doing. But my point is, I'm not sitting there thinking like, okay, well, all right, three million. Like, how is it going to happen? How am I going to do that? Okay, let me think about this. I don't know. And then, you know, take a few days and come back to the plan. No, I immediately start executing on it. Okay. And so when you think about going back to how, you know, you're being very impatient, it's also it's it's impatience but it's also procrastination right because I think that they go hand in hand even though they're kind of opposite they go hand in hand people that are impatient want moves and things to happen immediately but they typically are the same people that are taking forever to execute and that's what I want to really emphasize today okay so Now I want to go over a few times just to put it into perspective, because what I like to always coach is slowing down to speed up. Moving slower and more methodical is oftentimes in your head synonymous with not making money. That's not, that is not at all the case, right? I do not want any of you to have a revenue dip, okay? But a stall or a maintenance phase is oftentimes extremely necessary, right? Not every single month needs to be a PR. But if you've never hit a 50K month, hypothetically, and you hit a 50K month, then that becomes your new norm, right? So 50K becomes your norm. Now, you don't have to go from 50 to 60 to 70 in three months, okay? But 50, 50, 50, 75, okay, cool. Let's talk about that, right? So I'm going to go back to 2021, okay, for a time that my revenue intentionally stalled to grow. So I'm going to go over the what, when, and the why. So the what was that I was taking on no more fitness clients. I was not getting rid of my fitness clients, but... I wasn't going to take on any more. This was quarter one of 2021. And the why is I was launching Fitness Coach Academy. Okay. So I was around 30K months. And I had to stall any more fitness coaching clients, even though they were so easy to get, right? I was think I was charging like $450 a month or something around there. 90-day contracts. I had about a two-year retention rate. Um, which I still do. My retention rate is like 22 months right now. So I mean, you know, and and that's with a three month contract, guys. You didn't, you don't have to sign six or six months or a one year for fitness clients. Uh, You can sell them on 30 or, you know, you can sell them on 90 days. Um, That's another, that's another conversation though. So listen, I was stalled at 30K, okay? And I stalled because I knew I had to focus very heavily on building out this course and making sure that FCA was phenomenal. And I never built a course before, right? So that took up a lot of my focus. So my revenue was stalled. And then the same year, okay, the same year, it was about eight months later, I hit my first 100K month, okay? And and that was not during a launch, all right? So I was probably stalled at 30K for like, I don't know, four or five months maybe and I when I and when I say stalled I mean MRR like my monthly recurring revenue because when I launched FCA almost everyone paid in full Um, my prices were lower for FCA then and pretty much everyone paid in full to save money and so I was getting these cash injections but that wasn't bringing up my monthly recurring revenue right 
So that was the first example. And that temporary stall, because here's what could have happened. I could have launched and I could have said, oh my God, I'm making this cash. Okay, great. But my monthly recurring revenue isn't going up, right? And that kind of stresses me out because I like to wake up and just know that I'm going to make six figures. So at this point in my business now, today in 2023, we have had six figure cash months for 14 months in a row now I mean like we continuously make anywhere from 100k to 150k cash months right and so and when I say cash months I mean like we collect that money in a 30-day period right so the next example was in 2022 so not very long ago quarter three quarter four so I was getting rid of six-figure fitness coach because I was launching Path to 4% for a 2023 release, okay? So my revenue, even though I was hitting 100K cash months pretty much all of last year, my monthly recurring revenue was around that 80K mark, okay? So the reason we were hitting 100K is because we were selling, you know, pay-in-fulls or new, new sales coming in, but my bottom line was around that 80K mark. So taking the time to stop focusing on new recurring payments coming in gave me the time because I remember I told myself in um, I think it was uh, September maybe August one of those months I said you're not taking any more mastermind clients this is done because I didn't want to have somebody come in and then all of a sudden have a new program it made no sense right so I intentionally stalled my revenue because I do get quite a few mastermind applicants that come through, even though I don't take many on per month, right? And I intentionally said, no, no more. And so FCA was really the only thing I was selling. Now I started to pre-sell Path to 4% and really rebranded that and came out with it in January. But... That helped propel to higher monthly recurring revenue months, right? So that I could focus on the rollout and execution of Path to 4%. So I tell you those things because a stall, a revenue stall, I'm not talking about a year, okay? I'm talking about just a little bit of time because there's going to come a point in your business where, you know, maybe you're impatient because you want to see that bottom line, but take that impatience with the bottom line and figure out what is the problem you're trying to solve is the client experience not that great or could it be better is your messaging vague is is there a lack of clarity in what you're doing because you know depending on the level of business you're in your your intentional plateau could be revamping your messaging or it could be building out a course to launch or it could be training a team member or team members to really help you in the future I'll give you an example I have a client in my mastermind right now who uh, I can think of actually like several but I'll use one in particular she came to me you know making like kind of bouncing between 5k 6k months every now and then she would have a higher month but it was always from pay-in-fulls and she has somebody in her dms and somebody doing sales calls this is the same person right and so i i would talk to this client well at the time she was just in my dms but figured out that she was overpaying this person they weren't getting results for her they uh, and she was not in her dms whatsoever so she's not making a lot of money, but she has a sales team, but she has no idea how to really t 
teach a sales member or coach a sales member. And so therefore she's not making money and wasting time, right? So, you know, after being in my mastermind for a few months, like she's hitting 10K months, right? And I would love to be like, oh, she had a 10K month in three seconds as soon as she joined the mastermind. But no, what happened was I gave her strategy to teach her sales team member how to actually sell. I got her back involved in the sales process. And within, you know, three months, she's crushing five figure months, right? And it's not painfuls. So I say that because slowing down to speed up is really what needs to happen. And so, you know, that's kind of the first problem that I see. And, and I've mentioned it multiple times, right? Business is constantly both fast and slow. I like to coach my clients on having a front end project and a back end project, like a front of house and back of house. So like front end, front of house is going to be something that's going to move the needle, something that needs to happen immediately, something that you have to focus your efforts on. And then on back of house, that is something um, that is like, well, it's in the distant future, and when I say distant, I mean like maybe six months out. Um, you're not, you haven't forgotten about it, but it's not priority every single day, right? So, you know, sometimes I think that we're going too big too soon. This is a major problem that I see. And what I mean by that is you may, you may see uh, a coach on the internet where they've launched this amazing course or whatever, and you're thinking, okay, I need to launch a course like that, okay? And, and I'm not talking about copying in terms of quite literally like plagiarism, but you're looking at somebody else's business model. I see this a lot with people that want passive income. Well, this other girl, you know, she sells courses on building courses and like makes all this money and doesn't do anything. Okay, great. But like how many years has she been in business, right? Five, six? You're on year one or two, right? Like you're still figuring out how to DM people. You know what I mean? Like we're thinking too big too quickly or, oh, I want to run ads. Like, okay, well, how much money are you making? Mm, like 7K months? Okay, why do you want to run ads when you can't even figure out your messaging or marketing, right? Ads only add volume to what you're doing well or wrong, okay? Let me repeat that, right? Like think about that. Ads are not the end-all be-all. If you have a bomb product and you can sell that like hotcakes, then ads are going to be your best friend. But if you suck at the DMs, your messaging is vague and you're not prepared for the volume, then ads are going to be a waste of money. Absolutely. Right. You're just getting more eyeballs on your page. And if your page sucks, ads are not going to be helpful for you. Right. The other problem I see is there's no savings. Like you literally spend more every time you make more. That is a problem, okay? Financial literacy is something that I work with my clients so heavily on. For example, in Fitness Coach Academy, one of the bonuses is getting an eight-week tax prep and financial prep course that was designed and built by my CFO, okay? Because it is so ridiculous to me how, and I, I feel this, right? Like our parents didn't teach us this stuff. School doesn't teach us this stuff either. But just this lack of common sense and regard with money, you know, and I've seen so many coaches build six multi six figure businesses and they have absolutely no money for mortgage or anything because they spend it all. Right. And so that's really imperative. And we do focus on extreme financial literacy in my mastermind as well, because if you're going to build a seven figure business like you, you better be prepared to track that track that income. Right. Um, the next thing you know, problem for for being impatient is there's no vision on what you want. It's like you're chasing 
nothing, but you're sprinting to get there, right? Like you don't really know what the hell you want, but you're sprinting to run ads. You're sprinting to hire a new salesperson. You're sprinting to try this new freebie that you saw someone else do. You're sprinting to host a workshop. Like you're just going in a million different directions and it's like a tap and go thing, but you don't really know what the big vision looks like. And so everything you're doing is so messy and chaotic and it doesn't fit together in a cohesive way, right? And so just that mess is holding you back, right? Now, impatience can be a really good thing. For example, I'm impatient, okay? Um, not with my clients, but with myself, right? So impatience is great for growth. If, if something goes wrong in my business or if something is not working, I'm impatient and I wanna figure out the problem immediately. So impatience is great for data revision or for getting answers fast or you know zero tolerance for stagnation, right? But ultimately, I want you to think about several things that I mentioned and ask yourself today, like where are you being impatient within reason and where can you tighten things up in your business, right? Because every single element is a growing curve. It's something new to try, right? Um, but I think, you know, just being impatient with growth is going to stall you because if you're constantly obsessing over why things aren't working, but you're not tracking data, for example, or you're constantly stressing over why you can't scale a business, but you still haven't hired a mentor. Like, you know, these things are, are so silly to me. Um, I was talking about this with somebody the other day about, about hiring a mentor, about how like I've literally had a coach since 2014, talking about fitness coaching. But you know, one thing that I'm not a fan of personally, this is kind of a tangent, is the whole like integration period, okay? So maybe some of you have had a coach before and you're like, all right, I, just, I need time to integrate. I need time to like put things into motion. Okay, well, you're an entrepreneur. You have to constantly learn and integrate and balance simultaneously, right? Like that's the, that's like a, a really weird way of thinking and it's probably going to also hold you back. So, you know, take some time and reflect on where you can tighten some things up, where you're being irrational versus what actually is a problem in your business. Um, and if anything, you guys know where to find me per usual. So I will chat with you all soon. I want to give you a virtual high five for finishing another episode of the Taylor DeHaze podcast. Love the episode, share it and tag me on Instagram. Have a question? My DMs are always open. Until next time, bye y'all.